and welcome to this week's edition of An Organic Conversation, a show about food, ecology, stories from the land, recipes, nature, sustainability, interconnectedness, relationships, and life itself. We're your hosts, Helga Helberg, Mark Mulcahy, and Sita Rani Palomar. We have a great show coming up with a wonderful guest as we are exploring a dietary approach to pain-free living. It's all about healing inflammation in the digestive tract and in the body. Much more common than known or believed and the source for a variety of other diseases. A very fascinating topic today on An Organic Conversation. Yeah, when people think about disease and disease prevention, they're, I, don't, I think oftentimes they're forgetting about inflammation that doesn't really pop in their mind. And what we're going to learn today is that one of the biggest culprits in those diseases is inflammation. And what our guest will show us is how that information can be some of the most vital things you'll learn in disease prevention moving forward. You know, and what I found fascinating uh, about reading the book, and I can't wait to get Julie on here to talk about it, is um, many people in the United States all over the world live in pain every single day. And they don't, as, as Sita, as you were saying, they don't equate that to how that's actually occurring for them, right? And so I'm really interested to see how... Uh, diet and things like that can make a difference in, in, in pain management. Mm -hmm. Yes, so too. And then we, we address maybe the, the other disease coming out of or the other illness or if we have rheumatoid arthritis, whatever it may be directly, but it's not addressing the, the really deep-rooted, sometimes even systemic underlying cause. Yes, a dietary approach to pain-free living. It's all about healing inflammation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Coming up is our conversation with Julie Daniluk about her new book, Healing Inflammation, a Dietary Approach to Pain-Free Living, today only here on An Organic Conversation. That and more when we come back. Stay tuned. And we are back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Our topic today is healing inflammation, a dietary approach to pain-free living. Many of us have some inflammation in the body, whether it's enough to irritate you or so severe that it doesn't let you get out of bed. Inflammation is much more common than known and a source for a host of other illnesses and diseases that we might need to address or treat without ever really addressing the true underlying cause for our sickness. We are joined today by Julie Daniluk, an expert on the topic of inflammation, last but not least because of her own struggles with severe allergies and inflammation in her life as early on as birth. Julie is a TV host and nutritionist and the author of Meals That Heal Inflammation. She's joining us today from Toronto, Ontario. Julie, thanks for being on the show today. Well, thank you so much. I, I am so excited to share this work with people in the States as I've had uh, so much fun here in Canada. And uh, I just love sharing this message because I truly feel that uh, it can change your life uh, if you address how you eat. Which it brings right up, you. Uh, I said your new book, it's actually not new in that sense. It's new to the American market and it's already um, uh, out in Canada in its fourth fourth, fourth edition um, yeah. and a great success in Canada, well received. And now finally the publisher will make this available here in the United States. 
Yeah, I'm thrilled that it is, uh, and it's kind of nice that it had a staggered launch because now I can really focus on on the states and and uh, really share because I I love how the message is being received. I think I think we're primed for this message. We've been getting such good, wonderful new uh, voices in the world of medicine. People like Dr. Oz and Andrew, Dr. Andrew Weir, and all these wonderful doctors that are that are leading the charge. That nutrition plays a massive role in healing uh, and it's 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 so different than the old dogma and i think people are now uh really really open to this change and they're ready to hear uh this really great new scientific information it took me five years to write it and back seven years ago when i first started i remember my um my agent saying julie no one in the world would ever buy a book <laughs> with inflammation in the title i mean they don't even know how to spell inflammation they don't know what why would you ever write a book with that and I was like, but it's the underlying cause of everything. I want to explain the inner inner link, right? And I'm I'm really happy that people are are open for, yes. for figuring it out. And nobody could be speaking about this topic better than you. Um, you have been battling with um, your own inflammation in your own body and severe allergies really from the get go, the moment yeah. you were born. Can you um, tell our listeners how? how you um, experienced inflammation in your own body um, sure, so in your life. problems really began when my mom had to stop breastfeeding me early because she had to go on a medication, and it, uh, unfortunately they, they insisted that she didn't breastfeed through that period. So when they put me on Cosmic formula, I started to have dreadful results. So my mom switched me to soya formula, and I had even worse results. Uh, so right off the get-go, that really set the stage because my poor digestive tract had allergies, uh, they w I wasn't responding to these foreign proteins. Uh, and then as I uh, grew up, I had terrible food allergies that caused attention deficit di disorder, terrible, at the time it was just called hyperactivity. Um, I don't know if that's gone away, but now I've you know, start <laughs> started to learn how to use it in a good way. Um, and, and I think that a big part of the uh, healing started to happen when my mother discovered the work of Dr. Feinkold. Dr. Feingold wrote this great book, Why Your Child is Hyperactive, and it really addressed the brain allergies that are, that are in really common foods that are artificial, so artificial colors, artificial flavors. And my mother was very brave, a real pioneer, and she chose to walk me into a health food store and ignore the doctor and the teachers that were asking for me to be put on Ritalin. And therefore, I started an all-natural diet at the age of seven years old and I really owe my mom the world for that because overnight literally within two weeks my grades went from D's to straight A's I slept for the first time my disposition became sunny and really positive and I was far more secure because I used to be constantly anxious as a child with allergies um, so, so I was so grateful to her, and I carried that on. I was a little nutritionist, but even back then, I'd be like, <laughs> MSG on a food label before I could be Jack and Jill. I was like, woohoo! But what really uh, turned it um, to, to really focus on the topic of inflammation is even though I had studied nutrition and knew a lot of this stuff, the damage to my gut continued. Uh, I had really low stomach acid. So when I was in Thailand on my round-the-world trip, a lot of kids do the year out, right? So I'm on my big trip out, and I'm, I'm in Thailand having the time of my life, and I ate a pad thai that had not been properly refrigerated, and it destroyed my digestive tract uh, because it was so high in bacteria that it caused such severe food poisoning that I came home 
totally unable to eat anything with severe like such bad allergies that uh, food just went straight through me I was having colitis type, type symptoms and my husband was the one at this point who said what are you going to do to turn this around are you willing to eat anything you need to do to heal and that's when I really returned to my roots and uh, focused back on every morsel of food putting putting every single healing ingredient in my mouth that would truly reverse the damage and heal my digestive lining and thank goodness I'm now 100% symptom free. Yay. Wow. Yeah. That's an incredible story. amazing story. We're talking with Julie Daniluk, the author um, of her new book here in the US in this in the fourth edition in Canada Meals That Heal as we are discussing healing inflammation a dietary approach to pain-free living. Um, she's an author, TV host, and nutritionist joining us from Toronto, Ontario. Julie, we want to learn how one can recognize that they have inflammation in the body. How does it occur? What is it the the source of for, for many, many other illnesses? So we'll be right back with you. Stay tuned. Coming up for more. is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earl's Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earl's Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons, so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earl's Organic Produce at earlsorganic.com. That's earlsorganic.com. Spicely Organics offers more than 200 different organic spices and dried herbs to choose from. Classics like oregano and cumin, exotics like aji amarillo, and blends like tikka masala. Spicely helps nourish your body while embracing sustainable, eco-friendly, and ethical practices always. Take wellness into your own hands and creativity into your own kitchen. Spicely Organics, teas, spices, and dried herbs at your natural food store and online at spicely.com. And we are back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helber. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Our topic today is healing inflammation, a dietary approach to pain-free living. Inflammation is much more common than known and a source for a host of many, many other illnesses and diseases, as we have learned and will learn more in this hour. With us is Julie Daniluk, the author, TV host, and nutritionist that wrote Meals That Heal Inflammation in its fourth edition in Canada and now finally available here in the United States, who's joining us today from Toronto, Ontario. So, Julie, you were talking about some of the um, the benefits that you experienced when you went on a whole foods anti-inflammatory diet. You were sleeping better. You had more patience and ease, mental focus. I think people don't necessarily realize that some of those things, they, they could be attributed to diet. But I also don't think that they understand how inflammation occurs in the first place. Can you tell us what's happening in the body? Yes, definitely. 
I just want to first say that inflammation is the body's first response. It's, it's your healing response. It's your attempt to address what's causing your issue. So the healing response, uh, this, this inflammation, is initially an extremely important thing. You twist your ankle and your body swells and has pain and heat in order to send all the immune troops to the area to resolve the injury. Then inflammation's only a problem when it becomes extremely chronic when we have this ongoing problem. And we have to look at why didn't the body switch off that inflammatory response. So that's what the book really addresses is chronic inflammation. Because if, if inflammation, um, is, is, if it continues, it can really manifest in every host. Like, let me, let me go into some of the stats. So one in five people suffer from arthritis. And that's the number one thing people think of when you think of inflammation. But it's also like one in three people suffer from cardiovascular disease, and one in three people will have cancer in their lifetime, and one in 10 people have diabetes, and one in five people have inflammatory bowel disease. All of those are linked together. And what I'm suggesting is if we look underneath the actual disease state and the label and the diagnosis, and we go to the chronic inflammation and we actually address why are we chronically inflamed, and we switch off that fire, then we can actually resolve these issues. And that's why the anti-inflammatory diet works for so many different illness states. You don't need like a different diet for heart disease than you do for diabetes. They're so intrinsically linked. So I really want people to, to, to know that there is fantastic healing to happen and the symptoms that they often attribute to inflammation are the redness, the soreness, the heat, the swelling, and also the loss of function. But unfortunately, with certain types of inflammation, the, the, subtles are really, um, the, the symptoms are really subtle. So you'll notice with brain inflammation that you, you just aren't as sharp. You don't have as good of memory. You're depressed, or maybe you have attention deficit disorder. Know that all of those are also linked to inflammation. Mm. And there, so we do really have to, to do some digging. Yes. And there's a great section in your book where you talk about what are the six causes, you know, because like you said, people kind of know one aspect aspect of it, but they're not really aware of how broad and vast this is and what could be contributing. Yeah, why, why does the body not turn off that, that overhealing, um, you know, ambition? Because we haven't resolved uh, one of the causes. So, so I'll simplify it down to you. I, I, I now have a new fast, easy way to say it. There's four eyes of inflammation. There's four underlying causes, and those are injury, so if we injure ourselves emotionally or physically, and I just want to say emotional injury is very big. If people don't uh, deal with um, that real hurt, that real pain, that anxiety can, can in itself cause inflammation. And then we have infection. Infection is one of the leading causes of inflammation. So if we're not able to have a great immune system that's able to shake off the infection, and the infection sits and resides deep in our tissues, we can't, we can't heal that inflammation. And that's why an anti-inflammatory diet will build up the immune system, balance the immune system, so that it can give you what you need to heal your own tissues. So that those are the two biggies. And then the other one I'd have to say is irritation. Irritations from food allergies, irritations from the pesticides we eat, which is the organic connection, and inflammation or irritation coming from any sort of toxins from the air we breathe, the water we drink. And that's why the anti-inflammatory diet is so beautiful because it's so detoxifying. It's so cleansing that we're able to rid our body of the things that are truly an irritant. And we're often getting rid of those allergies, those food allergies that 
that are really a big, big culprit. And then the, the last big one is nutritional and hormonal imbalances. So say we've been eating white sugar and white flour forever. We have to remember that that's like a credit card. You insert that credit card and it robs your body of chromium and B vitamins and all the nutrients in order to spin that white carb into energy. It's not free food. It's not empty calories. It's actually robbing calories. So I really want people to know that if we replace the nutrients, if we give your body vitamin A all the way through to zinc, then your body has the building blocks of repair. So many people stay in chronic inflammation because they don't have one of the key building blocks they need to repair themselves. So I just got to insert, you know, the mortar or have to really help you get back one of those, those great bricks that you need to build the outside foundation. And presto changeo, your body's starting to heal itself. And then the, the other major one is hormonal imbalances. People really struggle with their hormones. And again, if they look at the toxins in their environment and the stresses that they're dealing with, all of these are interlinked. And we can balance hormones that can truly help to resolve inflammatory states as well. So there you go. I've kind of given you an overview of all the different causes of inflammation. Yes, thank you. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm C. Tarani Palomar. And speaking with us from Toronto, Ontario, is Julie Danny Luck, author, TV host, and nutritionist, and expert on inflammation in this hour as we are addressing and looking at healing inflammation, a dietary approach to pain-free living. And Julie, when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, is there, how does one recognize, I mean, what are all the symptoms? I mean, it sounds like almost anything that hurts you or doesn't feel good could be caused by inflammation. Yes, yes, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. If you're feeling unwell, let's look deeper because you should be sitting in a state of vitality and happiness. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want for you and everyone. So I really want people to see that if we look at the ancients and we look at the really authentic cultures, they're happy and healthy and then they die. So they're not like this slow march down, you know, as we often see in North America. Yeah, yeah. We can be vital till the day we die. And that's really my, my wish for everyone. And, and I think I was most inspired by my grandmother who, who really followed the work of Dr. Or, or Paul Bragg. If you know Paul Bragg, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, he's a very popular health uh, guru out there. And she's been fasting since the 50s. And when you have black hair and you're still in your 80s, you're like, Grandma, I think you're up to something. <laughs> so I really am thrilled that, that we can have these super glowing examples of health, and, and I hope that people can see it's possible for them. So let's just look at a few of these. So, I mean, sure. everything from, like, joint pain, right, to what else? I mean, what, how else would joint it show pain, up? Skin disorders, um, a, you know, real negative thinking where you just feel black all the time and you're not able. Um, certainly uh, any sort of a circulation, very poor circulation, uh, tingles in your hands and feet, um, certainly mu chronic muscle pain, severe fatigue, dark circles, gastrointestinal problems, goat bloating, gas, and certainly uh, diarrhea or constipation. These are all different symptoms of, of inflammation wow. that, that are completely resolvable. You can heal using a multi-tiered approach, absolutely. I'm not saying it's diet alone, but diet is the base, right? It's the base of the pyramid of healing. If we address that, then we change everything. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, and it's interesting, too, that you were saying this is kind of like um, it's it's the healing response. So it's if it occurs, it's a it's a little indicator that there's something Absolutely. deeper that you have to address. Yeah, it's like the dashboard on your car's lit up 
and it's saying, er, er, engine, engine lights on, can we go <laughs> deal with that? Mm-hmm. So many people just want to take a pill and make that pain go away, and unfortunately, it sort of drives the issue deeper. Yes. So I really want people to look at the little pains before they become... Tire pressure, tire pressure. Um, yes, um, we do want to look at the basic approaches to combating inflammation. Talk about your book, your recipe, all that coming up here today as we are looking at healing inflammation, a dietary approach to pain-free living with Julie Daniluk, the expert on the topic about her new book, Meals That Heal Inflammation, here on An Organic Conversation. But first, and I'm sure produce is one of that, <laughs> all that, that world, here's our very own Mark Mokehi with What's in Season. Thank you very much, Helga. And on the phone today, we have Earl Herrick from Earl's Organic Produce in San Francisco with the voice of the San Francisco produce market, Earl. Good morning. How are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, good morning. I'm fantastic. I, I, don't you just love summer? I do love summer. Isn't this the most fantastic thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Almost as much as fall. Oh, you, yeah, well, that, that's a wonderful time. You know, I was born in October, so I agree with that. How's everybody doing over there? We're we are great. so well. How are you Thank doing? you, Earl. Good, good. Well, we're, we're talking about Galea melons today, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yes, one of my favorite melons. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark. It is my favorite. And, um, I, you know, I only became hip to that, a, a, I don't know, within the last 15 years, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, where it really became popular. You know, it has a... Obviously, melons have a huge, long history going way, way back. But up until really about 100 years ago, the production was very limited to very specific areas. Sure, sure. It's a very dry, a hot weather item, but also it needs a good amount of groundwater or think high table water to produce. Right, right. Yeah, they're very, they're very heavy feeders and very heavy uh, water drinkers. Needers. Drinkers, yes. Yeah, Thank you, because, you know, you they can't sit in water because they're, they're going to be grown on the ground. So you can't have water. Your your field can't be heavily irrigated, sit in water. Right. So, and also the plants are generally, uh, they're a heavy root system. They're, they're heavy uh, vine system. They don't have a lot of deep-rooted um, uh, root system. So, you know, the drip irrigation really allowed the production of melons to expand in the different areas where it can grow to expand. So we're, we're kind of like in the heyday of, of melons right now. And as we've seen, Mark, the, uh, the influx of lots of different varieties of which, you know, Glee is, is one of them. Mm-hmm. And so what's the year like this year for melons? Oh, it's, it's pretty darn perfect, though. It has been a little funny because out here in California, we're seeing, you know, wonderful temperatures. We're the valley. We're thinking the San Joaquin Valley. You, you know, melons grow in 9,500 degree heat. Yeah, and yeah. We're, we're seeing that, but then the next week it gets down to 85. Right, right. And that slows that's things nice down. For us, melons prefer it a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what that means is that... In the in, in some of the milder, cooler weather, the melon actually slows down and thinks it needs to grow more. So I think we're going to get a big. We're going to see bigger size melons this year in about August than we normally would. So think nine counts, six counts, almost like little, almost baby watermelons, that kind of size. Yeah, those are those are those are big melons. And Earl, with that, does that mean the price would come down because the melons are heavier? Or does that mean it? Does that affect the flavor because they've grown longer and larger? Well, good question. 
prices, I think we're going to see good prices because there's a, so because they're with this weather, there's a good availability. There's going to be good supply. They're not going to get burned up. But that being said, that can happen in a week. But the projection right, right now is good supply, good quantity, and big melons generally taste better because oh. they're they're a little closer to the to the center of the vine that's where the bigger melons are and many times they have better flavor and high sugar but again think the last week of production is really when the me- when the melon sets really gets set sure sure because the way, the way they're grown they cut water the last 7 to 10 days to stress the plant out so it, it concentrates its sweetness and its sugar. Yeah, so the yeah. last week or two of a melon's life is really where it really sets the flavor. Yeah. Oh, how interesting. The last yeah. week is when it's sweetest. Yes. Yeah, wow. So, you, know, you know, it's really hard to tell up until then. It can be a perfect season. And what happens that last week or two really defines, uh, you know, really defines it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, that's great. So Galea melons, Earl, Earl's recommending Earl's recommending them, and he'll and ask your grower to make sure they cut off that water so they get perfectly sweet and large. <laughs> That's so interesting. I love Thank that you, Earl. Yeah, Thank thanks, you. Earl. Appreciate it. Who knew? Always. And that was that was Earl Herrick, uh, the voice of the market from Earl's Organic in San Francisco, California. So, from our from my end now, as I was saying, this is one of my favorite melons, and it's a melon. It's a hybrid. It's a cross between a cantaloupe and a honeydew, and Kind of looks like a cantaloupe with a little greenish tinge on the outside and a honeydew on the inside. And it's really this light green, smooth texture, sweet flavored. But it's not just sweet. It's really got a complexity to it. As it hits your tongue and melts onto your tongue, it just like bursts this array of flavor in your mouth. And that's why I've always loved it. And it is intensely perfumed. You pick this up and put it by your nose and you make uh, walk around with this for a week. Um, or maybe even go get start a date with somebody with this this melon. That's how good it is. It was developed in Israel in 1970 and named after the breeder's daughter. So Galia was was her name. And ripeness is not measured by uh, softness at the stem like many other melons are. It's actually rather by color and fragrance. You definitely want to pick this one up and and smell it. And if you leave it at room temperature, Galias will keep keep really well. Um, and you'll get that that fragrance throughout your kitchen. But once you cut them, you should probably put them in the fridge, and they'll last about three days. Always heavy for their size and full of smell is what you're looking for. And that's what's in season. Thank you, Mark, for that update from the world of produce, Galia melons. Yeah, and just like you said, they melt on your tongue because they're so soft like that. My favorite way to eat them is actually to cut them in half and then eat them with a spoon. Like the melon itself is the bowl, and you just go right into it. And do you share? Not usually. <laughs> well, okay, somebody gets the other half, but I don't share my half. <laughs> and check out the blog. Earl's Organic has an amazing blog. You can see what they look like. You can read about what they taste like and then go buy some yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, you're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark okay. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And our topic today is Scalia melons and healing inflammation, a dietary approach to pain-free living. With us from Toronto, Ontario is Julie Daniluk author, TV host, and nutritionist, and an expert on the topic with her new book here in the U.S., new book, Meals That Heal Inflammation, which in Canada is already in its fourth printing. We'll be right back with you. Stay tuned. Coming up for more. 
Are you interested in making healthy food your profession? Bowman College is a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts. Their professional training programs prepare individuals for successful careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Study at one of four locations in California and Colorado or learn from home in a self-paced mentor distance learning program. Find out more about their classes on holistic nutrition and culinary arts at bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery, family owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards Mendocino County award-winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. And we are back to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. Our topic today is healing inflammation, a dietary approach to pain-free living. With us from Toronto, Ontario is Julie Daniluk author, TV host, and nutritionist. Julie, we talked about what causes inflammation, our lifestyle, uh, how it can be recognized. And really, as a summary, it sounded like anything shy from feeling completely happy, sleeping well, and, and, and living a fulfilled life indicates that something is out of balance and most often either associated or caused by some form of body reaction, some kind of inflammation going on in the body. Yeah. Is, that, is that a good summary? That's an excellent summary. <laughs> what, are, what are some, giving the Western diet, what are some of the, the, the food groups or the foods that we regularly consume as a country that either cause inflammation or definitely not heal existing inflammation that might contribute further? What, what is... What's the, the common? This would be uh, white sugar and white flour. As we spike our insulin, uh, we are creating um, a, a sad uh, state of affairs on the cell level. We have something called insulin sensitivity on our cell level. And when we eat tons of refined carbohydrates, we actually reduce our ability to shuttle the sugars into our cells. And if the sugars stay outside the cell, they start to denature them in, in something called advanced glycation end products. And those are very inflammatory. And that's why refined sugar and white flour is a leading, leading cause. And these advanced glycation end products, if they end up in your, if they end up in your joints, they can cause arthritis. If they end up in your eyes, it can cause cataracts. If they end up uh, in your skin, they can cause actual wrinkling and weathering. So you can see how there's a direct link with how much refined food we eat and how our body ages. And I'm sure it goes further than white flour and white sugar. What else is usually in your list of recommendations to be avoided before we get into the food sure. groups that can be eaten to really reduce inflammation and think well, avoidance beyond of... Beyond refined carbs, yes. uh, you definitely have to remove inflammatory fats. So that would be uh, denatured fats, like high barbecue fats where you're really grilling things. Um, and certainly like creating any black um, burnt fat is, is definitely very inflammatory. Um, and also having very high amounts of trans fats in our diet, which luckily are on the decline. But also just refined omega-6 oils that are in, in an unbalanced ratio can really cause inflammation. So that would be um, sunflower oil, sawflower oil, canola oil, soy oil that have been highly refined and heated at high temperatures. 
because a lot of people who eat fried foods, if they're eating potato chips or they're eating um, uh, like crackers that have been baked at high temperatures, any of these kind of classic um, snack foods, uh, French fries, that kind of thing, you are taking in these oxidized oils that really directly cause inflammation. So by eating um, oils that are unprocessed, unrefined in their, in their natural organic state, like you would with eating seeds, uh, just, just in your trail mix, for instance, or on your breakfast, or if you're, if you're actually taking in unrefined olive oil, that's powerfully anti-inflammatory. So it's, it's, it's often um, what we do to that food substance in North America that's causing the real issues, for sure. And then beyond that, I really, I really want people um, to, to look at any artificial foods. So artificial sweeteners are, are definitely a culprit, and uh, also any food that they're allergic to. So that's why filling out a food journal in the book is, is a really key step to figuring out, being a detective for yourself and figuring out what it works for you. There's 7 billion diets for 7 billion people. There's no one diet. You'll never see the Danelec diet on display because you have to know what is healing for you. And if you're allergic to um, something that might be healthy for everyone else, say wheat flour, um, but for you, you're having a reaction to it. If you continue to eat that, you'll create immune complexes in your joints and your muscles and that can cause pain. So we're so talking really to address that. We're talking white flour and white sugar as the carbs, um, denatured fats, burned fats, trans fats as the, 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 the fat area. What about proteins? Are there some proteins yes. you would say should be avoided? Well, proteins are actually the, 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 what the body has as an allergic reaction. So we have to be very careful to rotate our proteins. I find uh, so many people eat chicken virtually every single day of their life. Um, or they're eating refined processed meat products every day of their life. And also how the cow is treated plays a huge role in how your immune system will eventually deal with that cow. Um, if, a, if a cow's been able to uh, free range and eat lots of grass, that's going to translate to having high omega-3 in the meat itself and therefore be more anti-inflammatory meat, where if it's been raised in, um, in a pen its entire life, fed uh, you know, only corn, then it has a very high omega-6 count and would certainly cause more inflammation. So it's so cool, the organic connection to all of this, that uh, we do see such a huge connection to how food is grown and sure. the food choices that we specifically make. Yes. And, and Julie, that brings up something for me. You were talking about a lot about animal protein because Helga brought up protein. So would that naturally leads me to think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that if you're eating a vegetarian or a vegan diet and you're not eating um, a lot of high-protein diet, would that make it um, easier for your body to fight inflammation? Well, we do need to rotate our proteins. And my issue with veganism, know that I was a vegan for many years, uh, and I love it from an environmental standpoint, is that you're, you can risk nutritional imbalances. Mm -hmm. You can really run the risk of not having a key nutrient. So if you want to be vegan, I applaud that. I just want people to make 100% sure that they really check that they're getting all the nutrients they need. Um, it, it's been proven recently that, that you live much longer on, on eating meat less than, than once a week. So if, if you're having tiny bits of animal protein, as we see with all the long-living people in the world, whether it be Sardinia, whether it be uh, Okinawa in Japan, they all have uh, tiny bits of animal foods in their diet, but it's that it's such a small amount in comparison to the massive amount of plant protein that they're eating. So I agree with you that eating uh, lower on the food chain is better for 
the environment and better for your body. Uh, just certain people don't respond um, well to beans and nuts. Unfortunately, they can be an allergy as well. And so that's a why cause we of inflammation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a cause of inflammation if you're allergic to it. So we have to do the detective work and see what fits for your body. Well, so when you talk about the, the balance between omega-3s and omega-6s, I think particularly with the vegan diet, that's one of the places where you want to make sure you're getting the nutrients you need, which is the omega-3s, which are a little bit harder to source in a vegan diet. But things they're like very hard to source pre-converted. Like when you're eating fish, you're getting EPA and DHA, the powerful anti-inflammatory fats. When you're eating... Um, the oils that come from plants, you're, you're, you're actually eating ALA, which your body has to convert in your body through an enzymatic process. So you have to have enough nutrients to make the conversion. And a lot of, um, a lot of vegetarians are, are missing vitamin B12. They're low on vitamin B6. So I just want people to, to really be mindful of that because I, I absolutely love the vegetarian diet. And that's why I have an omnivore diet and a vegan diet within, like I have a menu plan for each within my book because I really want this to appeal to everyone and that it all comes down to what works great in your body. We've got to put your life jacket on. For yes. Sure. And yes, and you have that key in your book where it says specifically what items are or what um, allergies and eggs and dairy and soy and all of those things and, are in each of the recipes. And that book is Meals That Heal inflammation yes, written yes, by julie danny luck um that's julie danny luck.com author tv host and nutritionist who's joining us today from toronto ontario here on an organic conversation as we are looking healing at him, healing inflammation a dietary approach to pain-free living and coming up next is the diet that julie is recommending the best and basic approaches to combating inflammation and some recipes and success stories. We'll be back with more. Stay tuned. Are you a chef, have a catering business or planning a party or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit earlsorganic.com. Spicely Organics' emphasis has long been on the natural health benefits of organic spices. And now, Spicely is excited to share more health benefits with the introduction of their hand-blended organic teas. Choose from black, green, white, mate, oolong, pu'er, and herbals blended with their signature spices like vanilla rooibos, sweet turmeric, and honey lavender. Spicely Organics, teas, spices, and dried herbs at your natural food store and online at spicely.com.
And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Our topic today is healing inflammation, a dietary approach to pain-free living. And before we dive back into the interview with Julie Daniluk, author, TV host, and nutritionist, and an absolute expert on the topic, um, as we are discussing her new book, Meals That Heal Inflammation, here is our very own chef Sita, Sita Rani Palomar, with her holistic bite. The Holistic Bite is my weekly update on all things that contribute to holistic wellness and beauty, including sustainable fashion and skincare and food and nutrition. And this week, I'm, I dedicated a lot of time this week to cleaning out my closet because it's summertime and I want to lighten up everything, not just my diet, not just my clothes, but also my closet. And I have a friend who really inspires me because he keeps his closet really simple. All he keeps are the things that he absolutely loves. They fit like they were made for him. They continue to match his style and his maturity level, and he's always excited to wear them. And what it did for me was shift my views on what I keep in my closet, because I have dozens and maybe even hundreds of things in my closet that I don't even wear. And I kind of rationalized to myself that I may wear that item, but only once this year, so maybe I should keep it, but it's not something I'm excited to see every day. And on the small chance that I might wear it once, is it really worth occupying the space in my closet? Or is it more important to have it not occupy the space in my closet and occupy the space on somebody's shoulders who may need it? And I know that the things that make me feel the most beautiful, the most capable, the the most you know contributory and well are the things that I need and loving the things that I have without any excess. So while many of the things in people's closets may still be so beautiful and even brand new, maybe you've never worn it before, so you have a hard time justifying donating it, consider that it may be something beautiful, but it may long, no longer be your something beautiful. So donating something lovely that no longer has a place in your heart means that someone else may find a treasure in it. And don't forget the fun of consigning, too. If you have things that you can you can sell, right? Then you can receive a cash or credit towards purchasing something new at a consignment store. And places like Crossroads Trading Company, Buffalo Exchange, Plato's Closet, they're national brands. There are also independent consignment stores in a lot of the metropolitan cities, and it supports sustainable fashion because you're not just getting rid of things. One person's trash becomes someone else's treasure. And I read a really great article on Crossroads newsletter recently that talked about how to make the most out of your consigning experience that I'll make sure to put on our blog. But this summer, put some goodwill into the world and let go of the things that you keep talking yourself into keeping. Because you may only wear it one day this year, but someone else may wear it every single week. And in exchange for that gift, what you'll wear every week is a lifted spirit. Wow. And that's this week's Holistic Bite. Wow, cleaning out your closet is kind of like cleaning out your life, huh? Yeah, everything's wow. on a soul level. <laughs> and that was the holistic, <laughs> the holistic Bite. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And we are still speaking with Julie Daniluk, author, TV host, and nutritionist about her new book, Meals That Heal Inflammation. Julie, let's dive into that, the world of health of non-inflammation. We get to the good stuff, Do the right? good stuff. We're ending on a high note, yes. So, on the organic food front. Yes. So I think I'll start 
uh, in my march through the farmer's market this week, and my favorite pick would have to be the organic cherries that are coming into season. Mm -hmm. Cherries are rich with anthocyanins, which are shown to reduce inflammation markers in the blood scientifically, and they are fantastic for reducing joint pain, especially if that joint pain settles in your toes. If you're dealing with gout, uh, cherries help to pull uric acid back into solution so that they're not causing terrible pain in the joints. So definitely pick up some, some cherries. Moving on to fennel. Fennel is high in this beautiful nutrient called an, um, anathol, which is uh, an actual volatile oil. That's why it's got that gorgeous licorice smell to it. And it's powerfully anti-inflammatory. I think I would give this one of the, the biggest green lights of all my favorite uh, salad foods. I encourage people to shave fennel down into a salad using a mandolin or your, you can use your food processor on the slicing setting and just add that to salads. It's absolutely stunning, gorgeous taste, really great. And then on to kelp and other forms of sea vegetables. Sea vegetables uh, contain this cool ingredient called uh, fucadan, which is a complex carb that's powerfully anti-inflammatory, anti-tumor, and antioxidant. So that means it helps to reduce any, any rusting that your body might be going through. So please pick up more algae products like spirulina and chlorella, and definitely use more nori, which I certainly have in the book. Lots of wonderful um, sushi-type uh, you know, wraps are fantastic. Uh, definitely incorporate more. Yeah, which, which Sita really loves, sea love. vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say I really love her book because one of the things she was saying at the beginning of the interview was that when you came back from your travels and your husband said are you willing to eat anything to heal? Mm -hmm. I, I think that that's a great question for people to ask themselves. But when they have your book, which is so beautiful and has more than 120 really delicious recipes to say, are you willing to eat anything? I mean, sh if, if everything looks and tastes this good, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> well, can you, you so yeah, yeah. Can uh, you give us kind of like the big picture of what sure. you're recommending in Meals That Heal Inflammation as well, far I'm as really the approach? lots of color, eating the rainbow, because every single nutrient, vitamin A is often very um, present in orange foods, the beta carotene. Vitamin B is very present in green foods, and red foods are often very high in vitamin C. So if we can go through every color, we often naturally hit every single nutrient, which is going to replace that nutrient deficit that I'm talking about and really reduce inflammation. And then I, I really want people to use tons of really cool spices because it replaces the salt and the really damaging oils that they're so used to in frying things. So instead of uh, frying it, I steam it, poach it, bake it, all those soft, very soothing and healing forms of, of cooking. And then I really encourage people to add sauces on top that are powerfully anti-inflammatory. So omega-3-rich oils like flax and chia and perilla and all these really cool new superfoods are saying, but if you can't afford that or you live in a really remote area, you can use really simple ingredients like our, our, our wonderful olive oil is, is a wonderful uh, anti-inflammatory oil as well. And then adding tons of spices, which are really cool because they're dry, they last a year, um, you know, they're, they're fantastic. The turmeric, rich in, in the curcumin, powerfully anti-inflammatory, using things like ginger, which is also extremely anti-inflammatory. Those, those really are powerful, powerful healers. Like, just to tell you one little bit, that, that turmeric is so powerful that there's a very low incidence of Alzheimer's in India because they eat turmeric every single day because it really helps prevent the um, Alzheimer's, any sort of placking in the brain. Yes, eat the rainbow. And interesting with, with spices because they are hot and inflammation is associated with heat. And so naturally, I think many people believe that if you already have inflammation, anything 
that, that makes your food hotter and spicier might contribute, quite the contrary. Yeah, there's, there's different levels of heat. The only inflammatory one that I've come in contact with is some people really do have a negative reaction to cayenne pepper because if they already have an ulceration in their, in their stomach lining or their bowel, they can't really handle that level of heat. But let's face it, ginger and turmeric are actually quite mild. Turmeric's on the same spice level as cinnamon, so not to worry. It warms you, but it certainly is not um, going to be hot, 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 which is important. And you have yes. a great recipe that I'm dying to try for a raw gravy that has oh, yeah. ginger and garlic both in it, as well as miso and tamari and tahini, and I'm yeah, really excited to try yeah, it. And it goes great on anything. My big thing being a sauceteer, and I'm sure as a chef you understand. A sauceteer? A sauceteer. Oh, man, I can't do anything without a sauce. And that's why I'm like... Everyone's like going, why, why, um, how can you eat that way? Like, how can you wake up and have dinner for breakfast? Oh, like, I love that. Broccoli before it's 10 a.m. But it's because of the sauces. Mm-hmm. If you can dress it up and make it really delicious and fun. I think that's why I, I wanted to make a, have breakthrough results with people. Is if I can make it healthy gourmet, then they feel like they can commit because it's not a diet. It's not like you have a beginning and an end. You can't wait to stop so you can get back to your Twinkies. It's like, let's give you a, a live it, something you can commit to for a lifetime, and therefore you will truly be enrolled to make this change forever. And we're talking over 120 recipes in your new book among really good information on how to recognize what to do with inflammation in your body. As we're, as you said in the beginning of the show, any, any kind of sign of, of not feeling well or being at your best or having th- some kind of lingering ailment is, is often uh, associated or linked to inflammation in the body. Meals that heal inflammation is the book. Where can people find more about your work and um, find out where they might be able to, to meet you in person? I am so excited that I'm creating an online community called the Meals That Heal Club. So if you head out to juliedanluck.com, and I know I have an unusual Russian name, so it's Julie, and Danluck is D-A-N-I-L-U-K.com. Uh, and if you head there, you're going to see an opportunity on how to interact with me on a regular basis, so online coaching, Skype coaching. Let's get the, the ball rolling so that you feel completely supported. The biggest gap between people being interested in making a lifestyle change and actually committing is having that um, understanding, that, that deep knowing, that they feel confident that they can take a leap from where they are sitting and yes. really land into a, a much healthier, happier place. May it be so. Julie, thank you for your work. Julie, Danny Luck, again, that's www.julie, and then uh, that's J-U-L-I-E-D-A-N-I-L-U-K, dannyluck.com. Thanks for your work, Meals That Heal Inflammation, her book. Thanks for joining us today on this show, for being part of it. And Julie also has a show on the OWN network called Healthy Gourmet, so check her out on TV as well. Thanks for being part of the show, Julie. Thank you so much, Julie. Yeah, fascinating. I I love that body response, that inflammation is actually your body's attempt to heal whatever needs to be healed. It's so great, right? When you have a swollen ankle after tripping or whatever it may be, it's your body sending the right forces to that area to protect it and and heal it brilliant and yet when it becomes chronic right when we don't support the overall healing process or um, then it becomes an issue but before that and and everything listening to that you Helga there and listening to Julie all all interview I, I kept thinking all I've ever heard the word inflammation I thought is a negative connotation yeah me too of course 
you want to reduce it or avoid it as much as right, but it's needed. But of course, when it becomes chronic and systemic, that's when it becomes an issue. Well, and the implication of diet, really, and how preventative yeah, that can over be. Over and over. Yeah, we had that really great episode on the Forks Over Knives documentary a few weeks back. And um, in the documentary, there's actually this really interesting Egyptian proverb that says, one quarter of what you eat keeps you alive. The other three quarters keeps your doctor alive. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't new yeah. news. Right. I know. Yeah, Egyptian how many proverb. Years old is that? <laughs> Yeah. So choose the right foods. Yes, every week. Yeah, that was a great episode, Forks Over Knives. Check it out. And thanks again, Julie, for all your great work. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah I mean, what keeps reoccurring for me in all these shows over the last couple of months is that eating a plant-based diet is for creates optimum health. And, of course, that means more produce. And so, <laughs> um, yes. and so but then also what occurs for me is that what could we be doing in produce departments to help encourage people to eat? more produce or eat a more plant-based diet. So Yeah. Well, what, what happens in the produce department stays within the produce department. No, we let's wanna, change that. We need to have this out and <laughs> out to right. the world. We want to yes. tell all our secrets. Yeah, amazing how medicinal it has become. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. And that was this week's edition of An Organic Conversation. Thanks for listening. An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate producer, Kristen Ponger. If you miss parts of this show or for any other episode, go to iTunes or anorganicconversation.com. And for more information, health tips, recipes, and your daily dose of inspiration, please follow us on facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation. We're your hosts, Helga Helberg, Mark Mulcahy, and Sita Rani Palomar. And we'll be back right here, same place, same time, next week. See you then. Bye. <laughs>